0: Corporate campaigns work. A key learning for AI safety. By Jamie Harris. Negotiations and pressure campaigns have proven effective at driving corporate change across industries and movements. I expect that AI safety and governance can learn from this. The basic idea. The runaway success of effective animal advocacy has been sweeping corporate reform. Similar tactics have been successful across social movements. GovAI 2 to pause AI, corporate campaigns need an ecosystem of roles and tactics. That's the end of that list. Possible next steps Here's a list of bullet points: pragmatic research: Ask prioritization, user interviews, and message testing. Start learning by doing. Work extensively with volunteers and treat them like staff members. Moral trade. long-termist money for experienced campaigner commentsments. That's the end of that list. Heading. The runaway success of effective animal advocacy has been sweeping corporate reform. Animal advocates, funded especially by Open Philanthropy and other EA sources, have achieved startling success in driving corporate change over the past, approximately, decade. As Lewis Bollard, senior program officer at Open Philanthropy, writes quote, A decade ago, most of the world's largest food corporations lacked even a basic farm animal welfare policy. Today, they almost all have one. That's thanks to advocates, who won about 3,000 new corporate policies in the last 10 years. In 2015-18, as advocates secured cage-free pledges from almost all of the largest American and European retailers, fast food chains, and food service companies. Advocates then extended this work globally, securing major pledges from Brazil to Thailand. Most recently, advocates won the first global cage free pledges from 150 multinationals, including the world's largest hotel chains and food manufacturers. A major question was whether these companies would follow through on their pledges. So far, almost 1,000 companies have, that's 88% of the companies that promised to go cage free by the end of last year. Another 75% of the world's largest food companies are now publicly reporting on their progress in going cage free. End quote. Some advocates establish professional relationships with companies and encourage them to introduce improvements. Others use petitions, protests, and PR pressure to push companies over the line. Almost everyone who investigates these campaigns thoroughly seems to conclude that they're exceptionally cost effective at making real improvements for animals, at least in the short term. There are both ethical and strategic reasons why some animal advocates doubt that these kinds of incremental welfare tactics are a good idea but I lean towards thinking that the indirect effects are neutral to positive, while the direct effects are robustly good. There are other promising tactics that animal advocates can use, but the track record and evidence base for corporate welfare campaigns is unusually strong. Of course, animal advocacy is different to AI safety. But something that has been so successful in one context seems worth exploring seriously in others. And oh wait, it has worked in more than one context already. Heading Similar tactics have been successful across social movements. In my research into other social movements' histories, I found strong evidence that pressure tactics can be effective at changing companies' behavior or disrupting their processes. U.S. anti-abortion activists seem to have successfully disrupted the supply of abortion services and may have reduced abortion rates. Anti-death penalty activists successfully disrupted the supply of lethal injection drugs. Pressure campaigns likely accelerated Starbucks and other chains' participation in fair trade certification schemes. Prison riots and strikes seem to have encouraged the creation of new procedures and rules for prisoners. That's the end of that list. There are lots of caveats, concerns, and intuition-building anecdotes in each of the case studies. But I wanted to highlight the general pattern. Heading. GovAI 2? To Pause AI. Corporate campaigns need an ecosystem of roles and tactics. Successful corporate reform campaigns in animal welfare and other movements suggest an important principle, the need for an ecology of different organizations, roles, and tactics. In animal welfare campaigns, good cop orcs who work closely with industry, for example compassion in world farming, are complemented by bad cop orcs willing to use pressure tactics, for example the Humane League. There's scope for a broader spectrum still, from professional, expert groups for credibility, for example animal welfare scientists, vets, nutritionists, through to grassroots activist and mass mobilization groups, for example direct action everywhere, animal rising. It seems like AI governance is doing better at these extremes. Most of its weight is behind the, credible experts with groups like GovAI, CSER, and CSET, which I do think is the best place to start. Some orcs have started to spring up at the other end of the spectrum too, like the campaign for AI safety and pause AI. This seems good to me. Having organizations that use radical tactics seems to increase identification with and support for the more moderate groups. Many academics with expertise relevant to social movement seem to think that having both radical and moderate flanks and the strategic use of nonviolent disruptive tactics are quite important for social movement success but we're missing the space in between these extremes that focuses on consistent pressure on companies, roughly what the Arnie Institute calls structure organizing, working, to build an organized base of people to pressure decision makers around certain demands. There's an image here in the text. The model that seems to be missing is at the overlap of three things. Structure A non profit with permanent, full time staff applying consistent pressure on particular companies, not flash in the pan or solely volunteer led. Audience Targeting companies, not consumers, or governments. You might do some public outreach to recruit more activists or raise the stakes for the companies you target, but the goal is to feed the specific campaign. Some confrontation. You can start with the carrot, good for the world, good PR, but you might need to resort to the stick. Bad PR, wasted company time, some missed profit, if they resist. Similarly, you can start with friendly meetings, you might need to get public. That's the end of that list. There are lots of groups in effective animal advocacy that sit in this space. To name a few, here's a list of bullet points The Humane League, Mercy for Animals, Synergia Animal, Anima International, Animal Equality, SRR Nimali vegetarianos hoy. Equalia. Humani Pokrock. That's the end of that list. Heading. Caveats and concerns. There are many valid caveats and concerns to the general argument above, but I don't think any of these are sufficient to overturn the conclusion. Here are some brief ideas. We have uncertainties about proposed governance asks, but some seem promising. This seems confrontational, but non-violent confrontation has its place, also and you don't always even need to resort to confrontation. This is more technical than most pressure campaigns, but safety, plus equity and employment, concerns have underpinned past successful campaigns on tech issues. That's the end of that list. Let me know in the comments if you have other concerns or would find it helpful if I fleshed out my counterarguments to any of the above. Heading. Possible next steps. This isn't meant to be anything like a full roadmap, but I wanted to provide at least a smattering of suggestions for next steps. Heading. Pragmatic research. Ask prioritization and message testing. Research from groups like GovAI is mostly academic or advisory in style. Of course there's an important role for that. But to prioritize actions, you need something more pragmatic. I'm a big fan of charity entrepreneurship's process for generating lots of possible intervention ideas, then narrowing the scope down to identify those that seem most promising. Rethink Priorities' existential security team does something similar. An alternative way to contribute to pragmatic research is through message testing. There's been some work on this already, like by Varel Gates and Campaign for AI Safety, but there's room to get more systematic. Compare Pax Fauna on animal advocacy messaging, and rigorous, compare Schubert, Caviola, and Faber on the psychology of X-Risk. Heading. Start learning by doing. Desk-based research isn't enough. You need to get out there, start meeting your stakeholders and encountering real conditions, needs, bottlenecks. Fish Welfare Initiative's top lesson learned from their first 2.5 years was that it's often better to explore by exploiting as opposed to theoretical desk research. Quote, Initially we had a fairly discrete research process, where we aimed to answer the following four big prioritization questions separately via desk research. 1. Which fish species should we work to help? 2. Which country should we work in? 3. Which welfare improvements should we make? 4. Which approaches should we take? However, the reality is that, however hard we try to answer these questions separately, these questions are all interlinked. You can't, for instance, work on Atlantic salmon welfare in India because there are no Atlantic salmon farmed here. This is something we would have better internalized had we gone out into the field earlier, for instance, to actually visit farms and talk with companies in the countries like India where we were interested in working. We spent about a year trying to answer our prioritization questions separately, and largely doing it through desk research. We believe we could have cut that down to roughly half the time. Now, one of our organizational mottos is, explore by exploiting. We often think the best way to learn how to do something is just to try to do it. The true bottlenecks usually become clear in the attempt. End quote. This maps on pretty well to the absurdly consistent startup advice to do regular user interviews. Although the style of conversation looks different, you can use these to understand. Value, needs and demand. Usability, for example whether a certain format or message makes sense. Feasibility, for example whether you can actually offer what's needed. That's the end of that list. But even this can only take you so far, you also need to actually prototype or pilot minimum viable products. This is probably easier with tech products than with complex social issues, but the underlying sentiment has merit. Heading work extensively with volunteers, and treat them like staff members. I have the sense that a bunch of long-termists have internalized the opening message of this old 80k post a bit too hard and think that volunteering is approximately useless. But try telling that to effective animal advocacy groups, I suspect many of them would collapse without this kind of unpaid support. Corporate campaigns benefit from both professionals and volunteers. The more obvious form of volunteering is the quick or low-effort kind, like online activism or joining ad hoc protests. But consider also treating some volunteers like staff members, with defined responsibilities, benefits, and managers. Heading. Moral trade. Long-termist money for experienced campaigner secondments. Crudely, AI safety seems bottlenecked more by expertise than by money, while animal advocacy has expertise but lacks money. Some sort of swap, moral trade, seems possible. Of course, this is a simplification. But AI safety has tended to be bottlenecked more by various types of talent, plus management capacity, limits on the speed of growth, etc., than by funding. It's a mixed picture in animal advocacy, talent is still needed, but funding seems a comparably big constraint. I can imagine AI safety orgs doing something like paying for experienced animal advocacy campaigners to go on secondments or provide advice. Salaries are usually constrained by a bunch of organizational considerations that perhaps grants to other orgs are not, so maybe the orgs could pay what they value the support at, which could be very high figures by animal advocacy's standards. Of course, I can imagine a whole bunch of reasons why this might not work out in practice. Maybe I'm overcomplicating it and there are simpler answers. Put out a job ad with a decent salary. After all, corporate campaigns exist outside of animal advocacy, so you might get applications from experienced activists. Use existing resources and public advice by advocates or research orgs. Find informal advisors with experience from other movements, perhaps including effective animal advocacy. That's the end of that list. Thanks to Patrick Levermore and Holly Morgan for feedback on drafts of this post. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for the Effective Altruism Forum. It was first published on August 17, 2023. The original text contained eight footnotes, which were omitted from the narration. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.